Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Kind of Funny Patreon Pledge Drive Month rolls on. And if you missed it, we put up two episodes from the 300 exclusives on patreon.com slash kindoffunny over the weekend on YouTube. Check them out. And if you like it, toss us $10 on patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the other 298 plus pieces of content. What's up and welcome back to <laughs> Kind of oh, Funny's wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Review, a.k.a. TMNT in Review, a.k.a. Tumnut. Tumnut, oh yeah. You guys remember uh, Tumnut? Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it back, everybody. Who forget? <laughs> yeah. How did I forget that? Of course, this is Kind of Funny's in Review, where each and every week we get together to rank review and recap different movie franchises um it's been great it's been a long time since we've revisited ninja turtles uh it's been a long time since we've revisited a lot of the interviews we've been uh popping into the last few weeks so if there's a movie franchise out there uh that you love that you hate chances are we have been reviewing reacting and recapping all of it uh and this summer has been absolutely packed with stuff so you can go back on the podcast feeds or youtube.com slash kind of funny to get all of those we've had some absolute bangers recently including Secret Invasion, an MCU in review. Even if you didn't like the show, even if you didn't watch the show, I recommend you watch the episode of In Review because it was an all-time classic. <laughs> Greg Miller was unhinged uh, in a way only he can be. Uh, but yeah, you can check all that stuff out. If you wanted to go above and beyond, though, patreon.com slash funny is where you want to go. Just like our Patreon producers, Jedi, Master Deadpool, James Hastings, uh, Casey Andrew, Logan Delaney, Nathan Lamothe and Patrick Delgado, thank you all. Thank you. Uh, our new producers in August. Joey, thank you for corralling those all together no for problem. me. No problem. I'm realizing that I accidentally told people we were doing this at 1 o'clock instead of 12 o'clock, so just fixing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, there's a little sneak preview for the people that are here right now. Rylan Prince, the one person in chat. So like, there's normally more people in chat. <laughs> we also right had our, all of our power go out, so you could just blame it on that, Jim. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot going on here at the spare bedroom at the current time. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Liquid IV, but I'll tell you about that later because we got to get into it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, this one has a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes, and it feels so good, Andy. Ain't that right? It felt so good to get out of the movie theater and not have it be like, all right, well, I got to get to, I got to brush my teeth in the shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was really, really nice. It was a great experience. It was. Uh, it was released on August 2nd, 2023. Directed by Jeff Rowe, who's an American filmmaker and storyboard artist. He was a writer for Gravity Falls and Disenchantment, mm. the co-writer and co-director of The Mitchells vs. The Machines, and the director of Mutant Mayhem. They've uh, got a winner here. They do. It was written by a team of Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Jeff Rowe, the director, uh, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samet. The last two, the writers of Detective Pikachu and The Tick. Mm, interesting which i know you're a big fan of so yeah the new tick or the old one i'm I'm assuming the amazon tick yeah yeah. the new one so because rogan has watching this movie knowing what it is totally makes sense that oh seth rogan and evan goldberg 
and the team that did the tick and Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. All of this starts to make a lot of yeah. sense, right? Um, music was done by Trent Reznor and Reznor? Reznor? Reznor. 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 And Atticus Ross, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, beginning in 2010, Reznor, alongside Atticus Ross, began to work on film and television scores. The duo have scored many of David Fincher's films, including The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, and Mank. I don't know what Mank Man. is. Mank. Oh, <laughs> Mank, is a, uh, Mank was the Gary Oldman movie. Mm. Like an old Hollywood. I don't know. Social it Network kinda, score is so good. It was a Netflix yeah. movie. It really is. Uh, and they also did Soul. Uh, for Pixar in 2020, mm. uh, which they they won uh, the Grammy for best score uh, for both Social Network and Soul, so that's cool. And they also won the Academy Award for best original score. Oh no, for both of those as well. There's winners out here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They also <laughs> did the Watchmen series on HBO. Oh yes, so, dude. God, God damn, I need to watch that show again. So did they only ever do one season of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. It was supposed of... to be one and done, and then I think they had talked about like maybe doing something else with it. They always get that one confused with Westworld, where everybody that really one liked did, it. No, but yeah. I kept going. Right. I believe that uh, I'm blanking on the Damon uh, Lindelof. I believe mm -hmm. that Lindelof was like, no, I don't want to do another season. It was only ever supposed to be one. You know, and it was great. It's phenomenal, Joey. One day you'll watch it, and it is like I've never read the comic or watched the movie. That or, this, mm -mm, this, like you're probably in a better spot even to oh. go uh, into this one. But I would say you gotta actually do those. Imagine all the superhero shows, Joe. But like so real tired. good, <laughs> like real good, like yeah. ones that like I made my family watch, and they were like, "Wow, wow, really impressive." <laughs> um, this one had a budget. You guys want to guess the budget on this? I know I just throw a lot of numbers. At you. I'm gonna guess fifty. Well, here's fifty the, mil. Yeah, I'm for gonna, an animated movie. Hundred mil. I'm I think gonna, it's ninety. I'm gonna do the game. Uh, the, the game that's play. often known, uh, like if you're a Levitar listener, where you have to guess real low so that the punchline is very, very surprising. I'm gonna guess. I don't know. One million dollars, Tim. Wow, a million dollars. It's actually seventy million dollars. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> uh, which surprised me though. Like oh, that I, seems... I, I played the game wrong. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's you gotta like, go higher. I was gonna say four hundred. Um, but yeah, this looks like a much more expensive movie. I feel like they kind of did a really good job with, uh, with the budget that they had, with the voice cast that they had and all yeah. that. So I don't know. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's too early to tell the box office at this point because, uh, technically the movie's not even out yet, or I guess it's officially right now out. Um, but the early tracking seems really good. The cinema's back, everybody. Yeah. We all understand that. Is there a reason why it came out on like a weird day of the week? Very summer movies normally do. Oh, okay. There's usually, but like we're we're so deep into it. I honestly Thumb think nut. everybody's just trying. <laughs> <laughs> nut is the fucking best thing to happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's just because they're trying to they want to maximize that weekend, you know, for the summer. Oh, so they want it. them the <laughs> Wednesday up. to Sunday yeah. counts, whatever, all that. But I also think at this point people are just trying to find their place. It's uh, also like the final weeks of uh, summer vacation, yeah. so it's just like. Hey, let's have something our parents can take our, uh, take the kids to, you know? And they definitely should, and I think that they're going to. Um, but already it's performing so. well enough that a sequel has been greenlit. Yes. In addition to that, a spinoff television series for Paramount Plus that's going to bridge the two with the cast of this. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I imagine it'll be a different style. it's actually going to happen. I think it will happen. I think it's going to be a 2D style, I'm guessing. Mm. I don't think it's going to be the look and vibe of this because that just doesn't make financial sense yeah but, uh, could be interesting we will wait and we will see at some point i want to start with nick scarpino what did you think of teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant man actually can i cut you off sure. i want to I tell a quick story yeah go for it something happened last night that made me feel so good 
about 20 minutes into this movie, Nick leans over to me and just goes, how is this real? (laughs) This is a fever. How are we watching this right now? And it gave me chills hearing him say that because I've seen this movie twice now, and I agree entirely. But to hear Nick feel that way, oh, that felt special. So, Nick, what did you think about this one? Um, Going into this, I was assuming it would be sort of a little bit more mainstream cookie cutter animated movie T- tmnt similar to the the animated movies we watched before in the in the franchise um and i was pleasantly shocked and surprised at how weird and fun and this movie is um looking forward to the art style obviously but when you have an art style like that it's very seldom that you have a vibe that backs that up and they leaned in so incredibly hard to the vibe of this movie and it was right up my alley it, it it reminded me a lot of like early liquid television where you'd see like a what is that liquid television was like an mtv <laughs> oh, okay. really late night weird adult swim thing. but oh, before but you, before that but like you felt uh, wrong watching it yeah as a, like a, i was like maybe five years old six years old i was like this is not like too scary. This is not like what I'm used to seeing with Doug and stuff. Yeah, like that. <laughs> uh, def- it was like animation, but not made for kids. Like uh, animation you'd see in like an indie film festival. Aeon Flux. Where, yeah, Aeon Flux is a perfect example, and that's exactly what this reminded me of. Where it's off-putting, it's very adult, it's very shocking, it, it, both visually and sort of like the the tone of it. Um, but in this. They did a great job, I think, of marrying that style with a kind of an 80s vibe with the the Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor music. And then having fun with it and having the humor kind of back that up to be a little bit weird and a little bit self-aware and a little bit, I don't know. Overall, the vibe of this movie hit really, really well with me. I really enjoyed it. it. It was one of the rare movies I've seen in a very long time where I'm like, I could that could have been twenty minutes longer, and I would have been okay with it. Not that not that it wasn't perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. I walked away absolutely wanting more. But I would like them to do more in this franchise. I would like to see these characters more. I think overall, the voice actors across the board nailed it. Granted, these people have now worked together in movies in some in some combination of all of them for probably like thirty movies at this point. Um, but it was just really really fun. It was good. And by the end of it, the one thing I will say that was that that I was shocked by is that they built tension and I actually gave a shit about what was happening when they were fighting the big baddie at the end. Very good movie. Very, very worth your time. See it in theaters. Joe, you, you were the, the newest entrant to Ninja Turtles as a franchise with in yeah. review being your first introduction to the boys. Yeah. It's so funny. This one? Even on the way to the movie last night, I was on the phone with my mom and she was like, Oh, you're seeing the new Ninja Turtles movie. You love Ninja Turtles. I was like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like I used to, cause like when I was really little, my mom used to go to work really early right? and then my dad used to take me to like daycare and then my mom would pick me up early. They would, you know, you had to do the balance of the the jobs and all of that stuff. She's like, yeah, like every morning you and your dad would watch like Ninja Turtles. I'm like, and I don't remember any of this, but <laughs> apparently it's somewhere deep in my being. <laughs> the recesses of your mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I had a really good time with this one. I think uh, this is the first one where they actually feel like teenagers. <laughs> considering that's part of their title um i think like just the banter between all of them especially in the moments where they're all like talking over each other nervously uh just feels right for like teenage kids like just trying to talk their way in or out of something uh the music is great the art style is that perfect blend of like especially for all these creatures of like weirdly gross but you're into it Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh which i don't necessarily think we've gotten from some of the more recent-ish ones that we've watched um the music is fucking 
bangers after Banger. bangers. It's so fun to watch. And this is one of those rare kids movies, I guess. This is not a kids movie. I used air quotes. Yeah, kids movie. But like in our entire theater, it was mostly kids and then us. But I felt like we were all laughing way more than anybody else in the theater. So I feel like that speaks to your point that it's like not really. Well, or it, it, speaking to the right um, audience or to the older audience of TMNT fans. That's, that's why I loved it was because it was one of the rare kids movies that you go watch as an adult, you're like, this is not a kid's movie. There's a lot. At one point, spoilers, there's a, a a monster that if I had at the end of this that has horses for legs. And if I had watched this when I was like 10, would have given me nightmares. <laughs> but it would have been my favorite fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. I would have like, this is incredible. I'm terrified to watch this. And you'd be like watching it from underneath the blanket with popcorn. That They, they just don't make kids movies. They're like pickle twang on that popcorn. There was a lot. But I got a funny story about that. Real funny story. Uh-oh. Real funny story. <laughs> Left the theater last night. I was like, I'm going to go for a workout. Went over to my uh, jujitsu gym for uh, to, to, to get a class in. Five minutes into the first roll, my heart pounding out of my chest. I'm like, what? Why am I having trouble, like, breathing right now? And I realized it was because I took down probably 700 milligrams of pickle twain salt. <laughs> and my blood pressure was through the roof. I didn't feel like you poured a whole lot in there. But the popcorn at the uh, Regal Cinema. It's granted, so Regal good. Cinema, Pepsi. We've talked about that at nauseum, but just remember it's Pepsi place, so it's it's already automatically five percent lower than I want it to be. But that popcorn, real crunchy, real salty, real good, real, real good, real salty. I'll tell you what, my favorite thing about it is that they always have in stock my favorite energy drink ever. An energy drink I have trouble finding at stores because like it's just not always readily available, and that is uh, the Mountain Dew Rise drink, the one that like LeBron was like promoting. And it's I like, that it feels like a threat. It's like blueberry or something. <laughs> it was so, it, it's so good. And anytime I see it there, I just, I get so happy. I'm like, I'm about to drink my favorite energy drink ever. I'm about to watch a movie that I'm really uh, going to dig. Uh, my thoughts on the movie. I think this movie rules. This is such a freaking fun time. It is adorable. And I say that mainly because I love the turtles as a cast and how they bounce off of each other and just all of the little uh, inner workings of their, their dynamics and their relationships are just so sweet and endearing to watch their relationship with uh, Jackie Chan, who plays Splinter Great. is Incredible. amazing. I loved his performance. I think Paul Rudd stole the show for me in oh several God. moments. His character Mondo Gecko is one of the funniest fucking so things good. you will ever see. <laughs> um, like, how does he do it? <laughs> he's just perfect. Anybody realize it was Paul no. before the end? I didn't I either. Did. Oh, okay. I was desperately, I, re, I, re, I uh, went over to Tim because um, he was kind of walking me through it. And he, he had actually blew my mind. You told me it was uh, April and it was the voice, the actress who is on the oh, bear. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, yes, she's perfect so in this. Jackie Chan, first off, incredible. So good. Ayo, incredible. Halfway through, I'm like, who is doing this voice for Mondo? Because it's so good. And he's like, it's Paul Rudd. I'm like, yeah. Of course it People. is. Of course it's Paul they Rudd. Gas <laughs> <laughs> You could tell. I mean, again, it's just. I I always just feel immense jealousy watching these movies because I want to be in that friend group, and I so want bad. Seth Rogen to be like, "Hey, so you're bad. one of my funny friends. Come get in the booth with me and just voice this character." And you know that like so much of it is just improv. You know, like they're just kind of like saying whatever they think is funny. I loved. Post Malone as uh, the filet. Uh, Ray Post Malone. Ray filet. Yeah. Just that intro of him doing freaking. Uh, yeah, just singing like it, hilarious. I think the, the cast was just uh, 
absolutely knocked it out of this park. I'm usually pretty 50-50 on Ice Cube, and this is probably my favorite Ice Cube role ever, and that's because in 21 Jump Street, I've always felt like there were moments where he was just a little too much in some spots, and it's like I always enjoyed like 70 to 80% of Ice Cube in sure. Jump Street movies. Here, it's just like everything was pitch perfect. This movie was a freaking blast. The way he says tortoises, just the word yeah. is fucking funny. <laughs> but they give, they actually like, and again, I think this speaks to the actual writing and the actual movie. They they made a good movie here. And yeah. sometimes you make a bad movie and you get an incredible voice cast together and yeah. they kind of carry it forward, but you're like, eh, that left me with kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Everyone, this feels like one of those movies that like, you didn't know was being made and they went away and they just gave him some of the good, just go to this thing. And this incredibly gr talented group of people came together and made this badass thing and then shock you with it. I was like legit scared of him in this movie. They gave him something to do and he really wrapped his teeth, like wrapped his arms around it, I guess. I don't know. I don't all know of, all four for. of his arms. Yeah. But yeah, but and, and it really worked out well. Yeah, he he was phenomenal. Again, the cast just Sunk his killed it. it. The, the art style, I was a huge fan of. The art style just kind of reminded me of every once in a while we see an indie game debut at some presentation. You're like, holy shit, this art style is really damn cool. And it really felt like that sort of like, again, the brush, everything's very, very artsy looking. Everything looks like it's very hand-drawn with how the textures work, with how the lighting works. Even the lens flares are all just little drawings and things, of, uh, things like that. And uh, the character designs, I thought, were so unconventional and so odd to see in what is going to be a mass market kind of television or, or, or a movie rather you're not used to seeing this in something that is going to grab the mass market and be it's a household name ip you would never see disney or pixar attempt something with this look it's so unique it's so unconventional it reminded me uh, and, and barrett will understand this, it reminded me of playing psychonauts mm -hmm. every oh, character in mm -hmm. this movie the way they are modeled Everything's so asymmetrical. People have weird jaws, and the humans all look fucking Everything's weird. Everything's uh, disproportionate. It reminded me more of garbage kale. Uh, garbage garbage kale, kale kids. kids come to life. Yeah, I was good. That was exactly what. Yeah, I just like the way the the characters looked, uh, very like Tim Burton esque as well. Just in terms of like, look, we don't have to adhere to any standards here. They're proportionate. The proportions can be whatever the hell we want them to be in this world. Um, I love the art style. I love this movie. It is a absolute must watch in theater i can't wait to watch it again when when i go back home i hope my uh parents or whatever don't take my nieces and nephew to go see because i want to go see it again it's yeah, such a yeah. good time and it's movies like this that i don't want to be the downer here tim but like it's movies like this that make me really bummed that nintendo is partnering with illumination it's just <laughs> like again this writing team is so good and i want more from writing teams like this or like what i always mentioned the lord and miller takes on the lego movies like mm -hmm. i i'm uh, i'm i want to see this team just do everything ever like for the rest <laughs> of the time you know uh joe we popped around a lot do you have any oh, any no, other thoughts there cool yeah. cool cool i love this movie i don't think it's a surprise at all if i was a little kid this would be my favorite movie of all time Incredible. it would be my entire personality um for all the things that you said it's just pure you want to hang out with you. You were talking about the the producers and writers and stuff. I want to hang out with the turtles. I want to be with these boys. <laughs> like they are so authentically teenagers in a way we simply have never seen. Not Donnie's a single iteration of this man. Like I have read countless Ninja Turtle comics. I have watched all of the shows. They have never done this. And in one movie, 
They are all more believable than I've ever seen them. Um, I've been obsessed with turtles since I was a little kid. I think Cool Gray is about to bring in the, the toys I got. It's been a tradition since we were little that anytime a new iteration of Turtles comes out, I buy me, Kevin, and Cool Greg our toys of, oh, of Leo, that. Mikey, and Don. So when these came out, I'm like, I gotta get it. And there's some of the just dopest designs, you know? Like, I yeah. feel like the... Um, uh, one of the things that I, I loved the most about uh, the Michael Bay Turtles movies, I hated their face and I hated that, but I love that they kind of pushed the idea of the the turtles each have their personality with them, like Mikey with the, the puka shell necklace mm -hmm. and Leo's a little bit more traditional, like like ninja samurai Johnny stuff Knoxville going on. Stunts. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, we have uh, Donatello was like teched out and had all the, the gear right. and stuff. I liked that. I feel like this is the right meeting in the middle yeah. of it, though. The like more cartoony version that doesn't take it too seriously. I love that they have their letters on their belts, like the '80s cartoon. Like, I just feel like it found the right inspiration from all the best turtles have had to offer, but wrapped in an authentic. These are just boys hanging out, yeah. and like that's why I love Ninja Turtles. That's mm -hmm. why we connected with it. It's this brotherhood and them filming each other doing dumb shit and like the um ninjas or the the side getting thrown and getting into Donnie and him screaming like we've been there literally like Kevin threw a blue blow dart one time and it went into cool Greg's leg and he awesome. screamed it was like I felt like I was watching our childhood and like they just succeeded so much in that but where did child Kevin get a blow dart you know <laughs> Those they, questions they, you don't need to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but what I, I, I love beyond all of that is that I don't think it was just a movie for me. I feel like the right. for all the times we weren't laughing or whatever, I, I just th this movie did something that I was like, oh my god, like I'm getting old in the best ways. They make a reference to like, oh, that's on some Gru Megamind type shit, and I'm like, damn, they're now referencing villains in animated movies that weren't made for us right that weren't our generation so the idea of that's some bad guy shit they're not saying the bad guys we know that they're not saying darth vader they're not saying like the most obvious iconic things to us there's a new generation that has other touchstones and other references and i feel like this movie kind of knocked it out of the park and finding the balance between us getting the jokes, but then also kids getting the jokes. I feel like the the Guy Fieri line is the one thing that made me go, I don't like this in yeah. the whole movie. And like, even then, and that's not bad. and that's not because of the recent like Trump stuff where like Guy Fieri was like shaking his hand. No, it. I I know what you mean though. It's like the one line where like. Ah, that one feels a little bit forced. That didn't add up with the scene and the rest of the references you, yeah. you're making here. But that's my criticism of this movie. Otherwise, I'm like, damn, they really nailed it. I guess the other thing is because... I wish, Don, I wish Donnie was smaller than Mike. Mike, because like, because like, okay. like Donnie's voice, he sounds like the most childish out of all of them. Yeah. The most childlike. He has a very, very, a much higher pitched voice than all the other boys. And I feel like I wish he was like a little, or I just wish Mikey wasn't as small as he was that felt like a, a little bit weird but that's like such a stupid thing but i mean you know nick was talking a lot about the the, the mutants the mayhem element of this of how many characters there were with voices that we know i love that the turtles are these kids and it made it feel so much more authentic than we've ever seen but like i fucking love these guys like they their voices were so good it was so well realized the performances of each of them where you immediately get the identity of Leo, Donnie, Raph, and Mikey. Like, boom, this is who they are. This is how they work together. And it didn't fall back on the trite stuff we've seen movie after movie after movie of their dynamics. It felt fresh. You know, it didn't yeah. feel like the same old, well, they're going to pair off. They're going to pair off. They're going to have some drama. It's like, it just worked. And watching the trailers, I was a little worried about the amount of characters overall. Of Like, how are they going to balance all of these mutants being introduced, not having Shredder, 
Also, uh, new takes on all these characters. And I can't believe how many characters had an arc in this movie that was completed. You look at April, you look at Splinter, all of them felt realized themselves in addition to the turtles um the art style like what andy was saying like the lighting on it the drawing the ugliness of it the like the nastiness of it (laughs) that's turtles man you look back to the original uh comics they're not proportionate their faces all fucked up and like nothing really makes sense and the humans are ugly it's supposed to be an ugly world there's ooze everywhere like there's this (laughs) nasty slime they're in the sewers like but this kind of made a magic to all of that. And I, I just really appreciated how much New York was a character. That's when Turtle shines the most. They straight up do the Spider-Man. You fuck with one of us, you fuck with all of us yeah. theme. And like all the different New York like occupations of the delivery guy getting to the, the taxi driver, getting to the crane operator. It's like, so man, good. y'all really gave a shit about this. Um, and one of my favorite scenes is the mo- in the movie is the, the big fight scene where they're all fighting together, taking down all the different gangs around the city and the way that they so intercut badass. it all. It's perfect. Like it show, each turtle gets their time to shine with their, their weapons and their personalities and stuff, but it just ends. It's a comedic beat. It's a great, <laughs> great action beat, like character beat. It's just, it was a success the, all the way through and it just builds up. To the milking joke, having the greatest payoff of all time. <laughs> Splinter coming back, doing a fucking epic, I'm going to use all the turtles' weapons in a fight scene. But before that, we get Jackie Chan Splinter in a fight scene that's like a Jackie Chan movie of yeah. using his environment around him. I'm like, man, y'all motherfuckers didn't need to go this hard. I'm obsessed with this movie. I saw it twice already. I'm going to watch it the third time. I really loved it. Nick, you look like you had something to say. Yeah, I was just going to rip off the art style for a second. At first, when the movie started, I thought, um, I was like, I don't like the style. It is ugly. I think it was sort of a, dare I say, like, to draw a comparison with uh, Spider-Verse. I'm like, I feel like Spider-Verse did a stylized version of this better Five minutes into the movie, I'm like, oh, they're going for a very, very, very specific tone. And that tone is a uh, about a group of people who live in the sewers, who feel like they're outsiders, who feel like they've been shunned by society, who feel like if they go into society, that it will be to the detriment of, of their health, maybe even their death. And that is a very hard vibe to nail. And they nailed it. And they somehow nailed it to a point where I want more of that world. It's very hard for me to describe what I'm feeling, but I think the closest analog or the closest thing I could say is like, it makes me nostalgic for the simpler time of weird ass movies that came out in the eighties. Those movies that are guilty pleasure movies that I go back and I watch not because they're of the merit of like all of the special effects and stuff, but just because the world they created makes me want to be a part of that. I see some of, of myself in there, right? I, I, I sympathize with the characters. I feel, I feel what they want to feel. I want to see more of this world. And I think, the art style really went to back that up. And I can't tell you enough how like how how happy I am to be have sitting there 30 minutes in being like, it's ugly on purpose. They fucking nailed it. This is the whole point of this movie is that you're supposed to feel this way and sympathize with the turtles. And then when they get to go, you know, you get that pop of them coming into high school and everyone cheers for them. We're like, wow, this is a really special thing they did. Yeah, and it's not only just the brush strokes and everything, but when I'm talking unconventional, like I'm reminded of the 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 unattractiveness of characters in Courage the Cowardly Dog or All yeah. Real Monsters, you know, like that's that's the vibe that I got from this. But I, I feel also like uh, uh, Barrett put it in succinctly, perfectly. He was like, "This reminds me of like Garbage Pail Kids." I don't know if you guys were ever fans of Garbage Pail Kids growing up, but I sure was. And I remember distinctly my mom looking at these cards, being like, "What do you see in this?" 
And I'm like, I just, you don't get it, mom. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. It just, I just vibe with this. This just speaks to me on a level that nothing else does. And so I, and this movie is exactly that. It just, you look at it, you're in it. It speaks to you on a level where you're like, maybe people aren't going to get this, but I do. And it's for me. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, Nick, you talking about weird worlds that just like make sense in the weirdest way. I was telling Andy and Joe, I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure last night for the first time. You've never seen it? In my adult life. Oh, okay. I loved it. I loved it when I was little. Oh my God. You need to watch it tonight, man. All right, oh, Paul Rubens. I, know, RF, Paul, I mean, I've watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure multiple times throughout the years. It is a twisted, twisted it's vibe. It's so The weird. thing that people don't remember about, I don't know if you know too much about Paul Rubens, but like he came from like, I want to say Groundlings or Second Groundlings, City with Cole yeah. Hartman. They were, he, Pee Wee came out of a late night, hardcore, like perverted fucking yeah. thing that someone just decided to put on kids television on Saturday morning. Cart- like It was Gia's cartoons. first time watching the movie and it was so funny. I was like, this movie terrified me as a kid. Like there's a moment that is going to like yeah. fucking change large, you, whatever. Large, large, and it's large Marge, yeah. right? Of course. The movie starts and within five minutes, she's like, oh yeah, no, this is terrifying. And I was like, what? And she's like, just Pee-wee. Just Pee-wee to her. (laughs) She thought he was the terrifying part. I'm like, man, to be a woman. Such a different experience out there. Uh, But anyways, we're going to talk more about teenage. Oh, last thing I want to say, just review-wise, is um, because I know there's going to be a lot of comparisons to to Spider-Verse because of the art style, because of the teams behind it in some way, whatever, all of that. I, uh, Spider-Verse being one of my favorite things of all time, I actually think that they're so different. But I do think that... Mutant Mayhem does for the Turtles franchise what Spider-Verse did to the Spider-Man franchise, which is take something we know so damn well and give such a fresh take from every perspective, from production all the way to the tried and true, and delivered something we wanted, but in such a brand new, fresh way that I don't think that they're necessarily one-to-one comparable, like saying which is better than which. Spider-Verse is better. That doesn't fucking matter. Like, that's not the point. This is a perfect Turtles movie. But an argument can be made. I really I enjoyed that. this. Great. Like Spider-Verse, a bigger accomplishment across the board. But when I think about how, I, I guess to your point, when I think about like how I, I the first Spider-Verse or, or uh, into the Spider-Verse, no, what was the first one? Into. Into the Spider-Verse. How that kind of reinvented the series to your point. This does that for me, but on a level that I've, I've, I've never really had that touchstone for Spider-Man. He's always been a character that I love, but like Tim and like Turtles were like my jam back in the day. And this hit on a level where I was like, somebody who made this movie felt like me when I was a kid playing with these turtles and he, they fucking get it. And I, and they got it. And that's all I'll say on that side. Amen, dude. Amen. So we're going to take a real quick break. If you're on patreoncom slash kind of funny, you don't, need to hear these ads but for everyone else here's a word from our sponsors this episode's brought to you by shady rays take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like mike likes them shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use code kinda funny. 
This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. And you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply this is the plot for Ninja Turtles Not anything rhymes with Ninja Turtles I didn't have a lot of time for rehearsal Red is for Raphael Donnie's purple. I lost myself on the guitar, sorry. <laughs> you also felt like you got a little too high in your yeah. voice. You ran out of breath somewhere. I totally ran out. I was <laughs> supposed to start way I was supposed to This is the plot for Ninja yeah, yeah, I was supposed to stay down the whole time. <laughs> um, can I ask you guys a quick question before we yes. start the plot? Does it break anyone else's brain that Tim doesn't buy a RAF toy? Well, then what, would, what would they do we with got RAF? RAF? We got an anti-red agenda in this household. Now, real talk, they sold this in a four-pack. Raf's in my, my drawer. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, if you belong. need to slide another friend. Yeah. You want to be our Raf? I'll be Raf. I'm sure love, Kevin will be Raph. thrilled about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go. Uh, we just saw this movie last night, of course, ladies and gentlemen. We saw it in theater, so we are going to go off the good old-fashioned dome of helping out uh, with uh, Wikipedia. is going to help us out on this one a little bit. Uh, but we start 15 years ago. Cynthia uh, Utron. Utron. Now, I got to stop with the Tim Gettys nerd shit straight off the rip on this one. Utram are the um, the alien creatures like Krang um, the, that most people know from the 80s. The brain. Cartoon. Right. Um, that would go in the, the big mechanoid thing. But like in every iteration of Turtles, they're kind of like the actual big bad guy. And like the Technodrome and all that stuff is like because of them. Um, and they come from uh, Dimension X and all that stuff. Uh, but the character here... As far as I know, is an original character. It might be based on somebody before, but her outfit is completely inspired by the um, Krang outfit. Yeah, the, ro- the robot. With, that, they, yeah. they dock Octor. Exactly. It's like, yeah, like the color she's wearing, the visor she has, and all of that. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I didn't recognize that until my second viewing of the movie. Like, I, I heard the name, but I was like, oh my God, they yeah. did this, which is so sick. Very cool. Uh, of course, she works for the Sinister Techno Cosmic Research Institute or TCRI. What was the, was that from, that's from the, what well, was in the movie, the original movie too, right? Was that TCRI? Yeah, TCRI yeah. has been the thing, right? Yeah, they, it is. They didn't re- okay, yeah. cool. Uh, hunts down rogue scientist Baxter Stockman, who has created a mutagen to uh, form his own mutant animal family, uh, starting with a housefly. And this John is where. Carlos Esposito, baby. I mean, come on. <laughs> so Incredible. Funny. King of the baddies. Uh, 
this is where I'm like, okay, this movie's got a little something, right? Because we're hunting, we're hunting down Baxter Stockman, not a cookie cutter sort of just bad guy. He's like, I just want, I've always wanted to have a little family and you're going to start, I've always felt like an outsider. I've always wanted a family and I'm going to start with you. And it's like, oh, okay. We got a couple of dimensions to this. This is interesting. And, and my God, can I just say, Joey specifically, mm-hmm. I love this fat little fly. <laughs> it looks, it just, it's moose. It's just moose. <laughs> this thing. Yeah, but I love that. the little baby super fly. Hilarious. It's so uh, cute. We get introduced to the Which team. Which is a weird thing to say about a fly. I know. <laughs> We get introduced to the team, the TCRI team, uh, who are these big thugs. I love the way their outfits are designed. It reminds me, I keep, I keep coming back to this, but to the Fifth Element, the the cops in Fifth Element that had the big bulky things and like the big helmets that kind of look like, how do you get through doors with that without slamming into the door? For me, it was the dude's neck lights. Yeah. That shined up on his face and just kind of seeing the way, uh, getting an early glimpse at how they play with lighting in this world where you know, uh, metal and aluminum and textures like that aren't really going to operate in ways that we know them to operate in right. like, other animated films. Like, how how are they going to play with lighting here, and how is that going to affect the world? And it was just cool kind of just seeing that little pink light. And the pink light is cool as hell. The pink light's always cool. <laughs> because they love playing with the pink and the greens later on, and it just looks so sick. For me, it was the um, the, the the juxtaposition of the big dudes with the tiny guns. <laughs> I just love that. I don't know it's why great. I love that so yeah. much, but like they're cool, the well-designed look. guns, but it's just like this little, like, you know, it just, it's, it's a, it's a fun look. Um, anyway, they raid, uh, they raid Baxter's, uh, I guess basement is what you'd call it. Uh, and unfortunately mutant gen gets away. It, it falls into the sewers. Uh, and that is where we can, uh, just understand like, this is where the tur- turtles come from. I don't know if we actually see the turtles at this point. That was the one no, no, thing. No, I think later. we cut to the present, right? Yeah. yeah. It's this moment that I'm like, Joe, how come nobody was like really worried about the one gigantic or like the super obvious glowing green thing? Like, <laughs> They're just like kind of kicking the vial yeah, around. It's like, like who, okay. Who cares about this thing? It's like it's this looked, mysterious glowing thing can't possibly be bad. Look like a very important thing that they needed to yeah. grab. <laughs> uh, we cut to present day, 15 years later. The Which turtles. is why I'm drinking this green apple soda, by the way. That's great. Does it uh, look like it's lit up? It does look like the ooze. We meet our four turtles here and uh, instantly you love them. They're, they do a great job. The voice actors do a great job of making them very distinctive. The character designs of them are great. I love that Donatello is wearing glasses. I love that we have the, the old school look of them. The way their shells move. Uh, the front The front pads where they kind of move independently of each other I thought was really, really cool. And just... You know, obviously it's the magic of movie making. Sometimes you miss, sometimes you hit. But just having four characters, four actors that have great chemistry with each other. And you just, it's its so it's such a hard thing to cultivate. But you're instantly like, I want to hang out with these people. This is fun. I think right off the bat, uh, we get a glimpse at them and they are in their, they're in the, the look that we're used to from the comics where they're, they have no pupils the or irises. There, It's all just white eyes, like very Deadpool looking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know they were going for this style. And it was just them being ultra super self-serious. Yeah. And then they start and then immediately that's that you know, um that's taken away from us and we see how they actually look in real life. And it's, they're just goofing around, they're making fun of Leo because he's doing the Batman voice, and then we gotta make sure to get the family size of Nacho Cheese. He underlined it twice. It seems very important. Yeah. He's, <laughs> so all the, the lines here is great. there's so many killer uh like what tim says the chip damage jokes of just like here's a line here's a line you may not have heard that the first time you might hear it the third time when you watch it 
but there's a lot of little great lines of like high impact, you know? And I feel like this is the type of movie that it's going to be so rewatchable and like, hey, just focus on just Mikey or Uh just Donnie. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm there's so much going out there that's just great. And I really loved the pacing of this movie, having this scene here of them running the classic turtles, like parkour through New York. Like, they do all the same shots that they always do. They're back. All of that, right? And like the the references to like the the Laird, Eastman and Laird, like the creators of it, like on the hotels. It's just classic turtle shit. We get the pose of them on the, the roof top and it's all badass i thought this was going to be the they learned how to be turtles towards the end of the movie let's go fuck them up moment i liked that it was in the beginning and it was kind of like let's just get that out of the way they're just fucking teens having fun you know they're they're gonna learn and figure it out but it's not gonna culminate in this like we're fucking badass way big moment where they fight as a team um here of course they're they're they're, we see them do all the errands we see them like sneaking around the convenience stores all that stuff this is all super fun uh and then they got to go home and leo's like hey we got to get home we 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 told him we told splinter we'd get home right away and he's not dumb he's not he's gonna understand if we're out for three hours trying to get a party-sized bag of of cool ranch doritos or whatever it is uh but all the all of his brothers talk them into going to a movie in the park because of course they are teens and they want to be a part of the world above them right uh, very much like uh, the Little Mermaid, they want to. They, they they see all they the lights. Be where the people are. They want to. They want to be where the people are. Um, and so he gets talked into going to a movie in the park. That movie, of course, is the one and only Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, which is not a recreation of the movie. No, they just composited the scene with a parade and twist and shout in. Uh, which I fucking pop for because I was like, okay, well, obviously Seth. I think Seth Rogen's probably my age, which I try not to think about because he's vastly more successful so than successful. me. <laughs> Uh, but obviously, if you grew up in the '80s, you love you, you you know Ferris Bueller is an icon, and he's a person that everyone loves, and that that spurs the conversation of like we want to be loved, we want Ferris you know Bueller, you're we'd like to be hero. accepted. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Uh, but they can't, of course, because they are turtles, and uh, that is reinforced when they go back home, and Splinter is waiting up for them, and Splinter is Jackie Chan, and my dumb brain did not realize Jackie Chan was in this movie, and the first thing he says made me laugh so fucking hard. This entire monologue he goes on where they're like we don't need to hear why we can't be a part of it again he goes well i'm gonna tell you anyway 15 years ago i found you and i was a rat and everything tried to kill me and you were the first things that didn't try to kill me and i'm a little bit older than you so i aged more and that makes sense and don't question it oh my god (laughs) it is a laugh out loud moment it's just because jackie is so good at this i made a friend with a cockroach i ate him (laughs) (laughs) i made a friend with a cockroach i ate him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh of course he's like you know i've been where you guys are at i tried to take us up to the world i thought they'd accept us and one day we went into Times square and everyone tried to kill us and it was not great and i realized that i had to learn how to defend us and teach you guys how to defend yourself if you were going to encounter the world and again and i did that by how they do it tim 80s movie montage i just love that it's just a bunch of like the hip-hop keto like videos and stuff and just random scenes from karate movies and random like youtube videos live action footage like yeah. all of this was just so great and like the lead-in scene in Times square where they they get up and like the camera kind of treats it like this like wonderful magic moment where it's like going around them and all little turtle boys are like looking it's so up and it's, it's just so damn pitch perfect uh, and it just addresses all the issues you stick us yeah, Nick, how do you feel about this version? Um, I mean, it's hilarious. Well, this they makes, can get away with anything if it's hilarious and creative. No, but this makes a lot more sense because this is mutated Splinter 
learning after videos when before it was a normal rat learning after videos <laughs> it was it was a normal rat just watching karate and so that's that was the big issue that nick had of like how does this normal rat why is he learning karate from like yeah. humans but i tell you what we get a we get a pet rat we put him on the table and we just let him watch you learn how to podcast you gonna take him to jujitsu class yeah, i'll take videos? him to jitsu, he can roll around with me for a little bit um it, this was hilarious can we again, also talk, Nick, about Splinter's, like, not only was there the line of, like, I was older, so I turned into a slightly bigger rat. Like, that being so funny, but to see Splinter throughout the ages, and he just straight up looks like a fucking, like, 70s dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. With, he's like, modeled after one of the the, uh, the creators yeah. of Turtles, which is super fun, but, like, with the haircut and stuff, I just, they nailed it. Like, this is, like, <laughs> the most inspired Splinter ever. So incredibly funny. Uh love all this this is a great setup obviously we see them they but what i also like about this is this they're unproven and they don't shy away from that we're not starting with the turtles the turtles have never been in a fight before as we're about to see and so yes they learned all these things and yes they're super agile because they are mutants and they have these quote-unquote like kind of superpowerish things but in my brain i'm like well they don't know how to fight maybe they do maybe they don't we're about to see that right now of course as they go on another spy run uh they're screwing around with youtube videos throwing uh uh, throwing stars, stars at a at a watermelon that looks like Mikey's head, and one of them goes awry. And, and what does it do? It hits April O'Neil right in the head, knocks her off her scooter. She starts yelling at them. This is uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, Ao, Ao Edebiri. Yeah, phenomenal. She should be in everything. Um, she's st- coming. She has a new movie coming out later this year that's supposed to be like the girl version of Superbad, and I'm very excited. Oh, for it. awesome! It's called Bottoms, and it's Rachel Zanat Zanet, who's in uh. She's in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Did I see oh, either of you? Yes. She's a girl that's dating uh, Lee Pace. Anyways. Perfect. Oh my God. She was in the, the two icon. of them together are very, very funny. The they idol. had like a podcast or did some like sketch comedy stuff together. Uh, watch everyone. Your daily reminder. Watch The Bear seasons one and two. It's oh, phenomenal. Yes. Uh, she starts screaming at them. I love her. I just like her delivery of things. It's very. And that's she the plays thing. video games too. Have we, do we know this? Does she? she they posted Elysium. like a. Andy, yeah, get on it. An IGN thing where she was talking about like her favorite games and it's Disco Elysium, which is like such a random thing to pick. But she's maybe a real she's one. just super into like socialism and communism <laughs> maybe it's less about the game <laughs> the gaming it was that an animal crossing <laughs> so oh okay yeah um uh, they while she's arguing with them of course somebody steals their scooter and they're like wait we got to get this back this is this we've screwed this up we got to go take this people these people down this is the first time they thought about potentially going in and being heroes uh they do they go into it uh run in and there's like 30 dudes in there and they're all big and they're like, we bit off more than we could chew on this. But this kicks off our first major fight scene of, of uh, uh, the movie. I and love great. that they get in there and, they're, oh, there's a lot of guys. Like, just the way they talk about it, it's like the way we would talk yeah. about it. There's a lot of guys there, you know? Yeah. And the way that they show them all and there's a bunch of unique things. I haven't heard Nick laugh this loud in the theater in so long, but when there was the one bald dude and then two more bald dudes popped out <laughs> from behind him. <laughs> it was such, such a good comedy, it, it, it is. It, there's like, that was like top three moments. That and the two Andes from... <laughs> Hot fuzz. When hot fuzz. When they come back <laughs> oh, the face goes back in frame. I mean, I'm a simple idiot, right? <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for sight gags like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved this. I loved the quick when they're fighting and and he he punches the guy through the car. They go through one of the cars and the radio pops on for a second and you hear the um, go, Ninja, the Vanilla go, Ice Ninja. song. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun little reference. Like we get it, guys. There's more to this. Um, 
They end up uh, winning, and of course, April comes in and is totally trying to just 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 get her scooter back. She's like, "I'm a totally." I forget how she phrased it. But she's like, "I'm a, I'm a non-aggressive, non something like I'm trying. I'm not looking at your faces. I just want my scooter back. I really need it." And of course, everyone's been had their asses beat, and the turtles are trying to hide behind engine blocks and whatnot. Uh, they reveal themselves to her. She freaks out for a second, thinking that they're. Times Square mascots. They are not. That is your actual skin. Uh, and I forget how they endear uh, themselves to her, but at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, so to go get pizza. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. And they, and uh, she's like, okay, cool. Cut to. They're giving her life story. Yeah. This is who we are. This is how this <laughs> happens. Uh, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. And she goes, I want to write about all of this. I want to be a reporter. No, um, but well, I mean, there was also that very, very good line of not only just offering, you know, Hey, how do we tell you that, you know, we're, we're trying to be non-aggressive. We're trying to show you that we're not a threat. How do you feel about pizza? And she says, how do you feel about pepperoni? And like, he goes, I, I don't know. I didn't think we'd get this far in the conversation. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know if we'd get this far. This is a great little cute moment. You know? Yeah, there's a, there was another moment in there, too, where, oh, it was, it's, it's, it's earlier where he's like, um, oh, they're talking. And he's like, yeah, 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 my dad, our dad. It was definitely not a giant rat. Kind of feel like he's a rat. You say that when you say it like that. Uh, uh, of course, we move right along. We this is where we get introduced to Superfly. Someone named Superfly is stealing all these components. We're not quite sure why. These things are awesome. Him lifting the tr- the van is terrifying, and then killing people that saw his face is. I'm like, holy shit! This is going to be really, really cool. Had the Superfly toy, never was my favorite. So you really uh, want to go back and look not- at it. A real character. It, no, it was Baxter. Baxter stock. Right? Oh, yes. Baxter. Again, transformed in very blind. wise calls about playing with what we know, but like giving it us, us in a way that we're like, this just works better. Let's not question it. Again, making April more contemporary to them. Great call. We've seen that before, but I just feel like they did a really good job of what matters about April O'Neil. She's a journalist. Cool. That doesn't mean she needs to be a 34 year old news reporter. Right. You know, it's like she can be working her way up, and it, I feel it just makes everything make a little bit more sense for especially if you're going to have potential love connections between the turtles and and her which they always flirt with that concept and you know i don't love it being leo doesn't feel right doesn't feel authentic to me supposed to be raf but i mean they played a bunch of different ways but donnie and donnie's usually the one that uh it ends up being a thing okay but you know i'll live with it guys i i like it i think obviously leo having his first crush the guy's making fun of him the entire time for because he's so freaking awkward trying to leave her a message trying to give her the phone number all that stuff uh that's really really good like that i i love that they made her their age i was very surprised to hear the riz references i was like wow like they did they go back and record newer lines like because that riz is not a very a super new concept like or like it it's rather like I'd say like within the last year maybe. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Riz uh being short for charisma. Ah, got it. Thank if you, you can talk to if you can, you know, drop spit game and you know flirt with people yeah. correctly, you have Riz. Ah, okay. So and and Riz kind of just I saw it pop up on TikTok like maybe a year or so ago. So I was yeah. kind of surprised to see it because usually what happens you in these movies come out, Joe, and you might hear a TikTok song from like three years ago, and you're like, okay, that is a very dated thing yeah. that is not cool anymore. I feel like it's this movie that has done a good job with that, and then it's the sh- summer I turned pretty. I'm like, how are you using like songs that are big right now? Yeah, how is this possible? How did you have the foresight? And I very cool. Have good people that are working on stuff. Uh, it's yeah, either that or 
everything's so cheaply made. It was produced yesterday. They <laughs> <laughs> just shot it a day ago. Speaking a bit about like the, the the writing, kind of like speaking to us and to the the kids. The music in this movie was so good. Like the licensed stuff was so good. But I love the the authentic. It's uh, like '90s New York hip hop stuff. So they leaned in so hard to that. Like having Annie up come back not once but twice in this felt so damn good. Um, we get Shimmy Shimmy Ya from uh, Old Dirty Bastard, which is just like. So inappropriate. So, <laughs> so good. So inappropriate for this movie. It was more of an instrumental version, which I was like, all right. But it's yeah. like, if you know the lyrics to that song, you just you can't get much nastier than that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just appreciated that. Obviously, Can I Kick It, Tribe Called Quest. Like, there was so much good stuff there. But then besides the, the hip-hop shit, every other licensed song was fucking perfect and not the most overdone shit that we've had a million times. You thought you were going like, to hear a hero? <laughs> no, there was no hero, but yeah. instead, we got the, uh, the, hey, 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 oh, yeah. we're not blondes. Yeah. Like, what which is just so, so perfect. Like, I feel like that's the right level of song that you want here. What was here. the 80s montage that music? Was, can I kick it? No. No, that, that? that one, semi overdone, but I'll, I'll give it to them there. What, what was that? Uh, uh, Alex I'm, in the chat says, no diggity. There was no diggity, yeah, but um, I'll have to look at this list in a second, a little deeper for that. But um, Natasha Bedingfield, oh my unwritten gosh. during the yes. throw-up scene, so funny. It's just <laughs> eras, babe. What was this? What was the song when they were when it was doing that cool shot where they were? It was like profile, and they were kicking everyone's ass. We're about to come up to that. The montage, Annie up, I think. Was Annie okay? Yeah, which is um, perfect, awesome. Oh, but then also Superfly, uh, his. Uh, introduction being like superfly being a more modern song was just like this is just great man just such a good eclectic mix of music yeah here. i mean yeah i think no diggity was in the montage when they were fighting all the dudes throughout all the rooms yeah oh sorry that like that scene that was no diggity yeah. yeah yeah that was awesome i was so talking good. about like the the when they're watching the 80s because that's where i expected to hear hero yeah. and it's another very similar There's workout kind of 80s karate kid type thing but yeah. it's not on this list i don't know why uh, Tim, we'll keep looking for that. We'll keep going along with the plot. Of course, a, a plan is hatched now because Splinter's like, you guys are, you guys are just barred for, for, I think maybe they, maybe actually we skipped forward of them already doing the, being grounded for a month. Doesn't matter. Splinter's like, you can't go out there. You guys know this. I want to, I want to get you, give you guys a surprise party and do all this stuff and show you what the real world is, but you can't really go out there. Of course, at this point they've hatched a plan with April O'Neil. She goes to a place called Eastman High School. Which just is when they leave her in the sewer, too, and they're like, we gotta go. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I just loved that, because she was like, well, now I'm just here. I'm stuck here. There's a cockroach yeah. sucking on a turd. <laughs> like, I'm looking at that. Cool. <laughs> um, the plan, of course, is if they... She she is a, a dork. She's called Puke Girl, because she wanted to be cool, and she wanted to do the morning announcements, and she ended up puking all over herself, and now she's Puke Girl. She wants to do something to get back into the good graces of her fellow uh, high schoolers. And uh, that is basically writing a story that people all love. Of course, her story is the, is the turtles. They segue. They say, what if we were to capture the Superfly person? We'll launch a plan. We'll figure it out. Uh, she takes them to high school. That's where they see the puke girl thing, all that jazz. Um, and uh, the idea, of course, being that the boys are like, we'll be heroes. And then everyone will we'll bust Superfly everyone will love us and we'll get to go to high school and we'll be accepted and this sounds fantastic so the, the plan is to uh they, they got to go through these five groups of the big baddies in the city uh one, one is normal nate which i think might be the funniest thing Ed. all of snowback mike's friends yep <laughs> straight up <laughs> literally yeah. yeah 
Uh, they beat all of them until they eventually get up to, I forget who the last person was. It wasn't normal Nate. It was, uh, to pay, to pay Tom, to pay Tom. Yeah. Who was like, Hey, we got a shipment happening tonight. If you guys go steal that, like Superfly, I'll be there. You'll meet him and that'll be perfect. So that's what they do. Um, they, they wait for Superfly and the gang. And when they pull up, they are not human. They are all mutants. And we get introduced to the rest of the cast of this film. Uh, not the least of which are Bebop and Rocksteady played by Seth Rogen and John Cena. Uh, you got Rose Byrne as I forget the character's name. Leatherhead. Leatherhead. Yeah. Leatherhead. Uh Leatherhead. We've already seen. I'll go through it right now. Uh, Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. Uh, Hannibal Burris as Genghis Frog. <laughs> and then the one. A uh, Post Malone. Is, yeah. Yeah. I think it was perfect. You, you just, the joke Hannibal Burris. Sometimes you want to just pepper it a little bit. He's perfect. As I'm watching it, I also thought to myself, "Man, I wish we had JB Smoove in here somewhere." He's like, a motherfucker, everything. Everything's been, a motherfucker. It would have just been a great addition somewhere. Uh, and then, of course, the one and only Ice Cube coming in as Superfly. And I did not realize Ice Cube was in this movie, of course, because I did not pay attention to anything. I was like, fuck, yes, this just put the pin in the 100% that I know oh, yes. right now. And I laughed every time Ice Cube got mad at, you know, the crew or got mad at Post Malone for always just singing. Just like, just, <laughs> just introduce yourself. Just be normal. You know, like. <laughs> Anytime that would happen, man, it's, they just had such a good way of approaching humor in this movie. But, like, just think about how much was introduced in the last five minutes here, and we are in. Like, yeah. this, that action scene, it's an all-timer, man. Like, I feel like they did such a good job of making New York feel totally understood, the crime families, all of that. It didn't need much. It was just, like, cool, interesting action that, like, is backed up by dope music, interesting camera movements, character moments all of that was so good going right into here's the introduction we're gonna go through the lineup lineup scenes are always fun but they can come off kind of corny or kind of like and eh, that felt forced this just felt effortless man like we are introduced to like 13 characters that all of them were like i kind of want more from you like their their one-liner intros were just like so well done wait who is who is this actor natasha dimitrio she's the one that played the bat right I, I saw that in the IMDb and I did not recognize. She's her. from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. The uh, show. Okay. Because I thought that was Rose Byrne, but I was like, wow, she had a really thick accent that Rose doesn't normally have. No, Rose, Rose Byrne was Australian. also in there. Rose, Rose was the, the Australian the leatherhead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, they all bro out here. They're like, holy crap, we didn't know there was more mutants. Uh, Superfly's like, I'll accept you guys into the group. You guys seem pretty cool. Uh, they don't know his plan, of course, at this point, but uh, they decided to all go to the bowling alley. To, to, to go and, and hang out, uh, during which they learn that Superfly's like, you know, I, I, I had to save all my brothers and sisters. Uh, we, 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 we tried coming out to the world and telling them who we were, and they all wanted to kill us. So now instead, we were just going to use this. Uh, he's like, I, I have a brain for science just like my father. I'm taking all this equipment that I took from the TCRI, and we are going to make this big mutant ray, and we are going to turn all the humans. We're going to kill all the humans and turn all the other things into mutants, and it's going to be a mutant world run world, to which April's like, you guys can stop this at any time I, and i love all the moments where they like admit to collusion or to being a part of this just like i'll just edit that out yeah, yeah. Um, all that stuff's great uh, of course they realize very late in the game that they can't let this happen as uh they're trying to go back to the evil evil uh, uh hideout with the, the last piece of tech that they need uh they're all riding in the back of the car with mondo and all this stuff we get a little humor about donnie's stick perfect it's like oh, i get his stick and he's like if only we had something long <laughs> And like st strong that we could just slide it, and it goes, like a stick. <laughs> um, they jam the brakes. Everyone goes flying. This starts going, of course. With a great comedic beat of 
they're they're all singing to what's going on, and then as they're flying out, you see Mondo Gecko, or maybe it's yeah, it's Mondo Gecko. Well, yeah, and he goes, "What's going on?" <laughs> That's a great moment. Another great comedic beat is the the stick, the one two three punch of it, yeah. of like the stick being referenced being a joke. That if only we had a stick, and then he'd be like, "My stick's being used against me." <laughs> <laughs> That's so incredible. I will say uh, one of my criticisms needed like 15 to 20 percent less of the milking really it, it like i i need it, i wanted it to be one of those moments that we've seen expertly done in other movies where it's brought up once or twice and then you get the payoff and you're like oh my god they brought that back in the funniest way possible but it was just like always it was i, I thought it was like kind of like overdone it was but the goats but yeah exactly <laughs> but i will say that the like it was still hilarious when Jackie Chan sees that the machine is called you. Like that shit was hilarious, and that was like a really funny kind of reveal or whatever. That's like the name of the actual machine. But I could have done a little bit less with the milk and stuff. Uh, yeah, of course, this whole scene ends with them getting arrested and Superfly making off with the last piece of tech that he needs. Uh, they are put in the milking machine by Maya Rudolph's character, uh, and it's hilarious. The, the BTS song. Singing, oh. <laughs> should we all should we all sing the song for you? Yeah, uh, and they're trying to sing the lyrics. Smooth and Don- butter, smooth like butter. And Donnie's like, you don't even know the lyrics. <laughs> like, it's just like all the line deliveries are so like just natural, and I freaking love it. I also really liked that at least like I wasn't at least familiar with any of those voice actors, so it felt so much like their characters because you're not getting distracted, being like, oh, it's actually Paul Rudd, yeah. oh, it's actually Ice Cube mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think they did a good job. I'm sure they've been in things that we just don't know about. And undercover. You don't even know the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) He just seems so dejected by that moment. They're also uh, uh, a little bit disappointed with April because they feel like she left them behind. Of course, she did not. She goes down to the sewers uh, and and goes to Master Splinter and says, hey, they're in trouble. Uh, So Splinter comes in to save the day at the end. We get a fun action sequence that I think Tim has a piece of trivia for. Oh, just uh, this was the thing that it was inspired by Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of very specific things, moments from movies, of, like the way that he is animated is based on Jackie Chan, like using uh, rolling chairs and like just using the the shelves mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But combined with being a giant rat that can crawl on walls and shit. But you know, Jackie Chan's always kind of fucking loved it, doing all that stuff. But they they did a very faithful job of like letting him be Jackie Chan before then being like. He get him getting all the fucking weapons, and he, there's just the seed of him like, like being like, "Let's fucking go!" And then the the um, music plays again. That the song was "Push It to the Limit." Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Push that plays it to again. the limit. That that's the '80s thing that I was like initially thinking it was going to be. I need a hero <laughs> when those synth drums kind of start. Pretty close. Pretty also, close. I loved the original track by Reznor and Ross of like it. It played throughout the movie. It was just like this pumping kind of song with, with like synth. weird kind of like synth bass yeah. over it. Like I loved that. It's shit. inspired by the TMNT NES game. Soundtrack. Oh, okay. okay. And, which is just that's so, so that, freaking good. That song that's so was cool. Anytime that I play, I was like, dude, this is a fucking bop, dude. Like I loved hearing that. Uh, from here, of course, they got to go over to the old shed to to uh, to fight Superfly. At this point, they confront them. And they tell the entire group, like, hey, you guys, kind of what you're doing is, is kind of messed up. Like, you don't have to kill everyone. And one by one, they're like, yeah, we didn't want to do that either. We just didn't have another option. Like, there was no other option for us. And now that we do have another option, they're like, you guys can come live with us 
in the in the sewers. It's like, what's the Wi-Fi situation down there? Is it, is it a good situation? <laughs> this, so, is a, this is a cool kind of character turn. I wasn't. Uh, I'm just so used to Bebop and Rocksteady just being bad guys. So that was kind of neat to see everybody. Now, what does that do for the future movies? That's going to be really interesting to see. Well, they don't have a leader yet. You know, they don't have. Somebody I mean, leading yeah, astray in a way. We'll see. No future spoilers, no Andy. Future spoilers, <laughs> Stay in your chair. <laughs> they beat Superfly, but not before pushing him and this massive tank of the cool gun ray with all the mutation to ooze into the water. Uh, of course, this is uh, that was just phase one of Superfly. Phase two is him as a massive, massive monster. That's uh, I'm not sure how the horses came into play. Truth be told, because everything else was like crustacean based. And then the horsefly. What's that? Oh my god. Is that why? Uh, that's just that's my guess. Genius. Well, then he eventually also walked into the zoo. So, uh, yeah, he okay. came out of the, the river or whatever, the, the ocean, and then walked into a zoo, and then it got mm-hmm. even got worse. different. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, was I, like, I did love the line, though. Uh, I think it was Paul Rudd, Manu Gecko, just being like, like, yeah, so it goes in the ocean. Does that mean that all things in the ocean are going to turn into mutants? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. And then you just hear come out of a giant whale. It's like, uh, oh. incre- I want this toy. Incredible. Incredible. Horrible. Horrifying. Disgusting. Eyes everywhere. Horses as legs. The horses, great beats of comedy. The horses are like wide-eyed. Like, how do we get out of this? Like, what the hell just happened to us? Uh, I don't even start- need that horse. <laughs> but do, does, do zoos have horses? No. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good <laughs> But I mean, theoretically, Central Park probably has an equestrian thing. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Whatever. We're, we're, this is a movie about Ninja Turtles. Just, we're going to be okay. A lot okay. of horses in movies this summer. Who would have yeah, thought? Big horse summer. Uh, April uh, catches up to them and says, like, I think I have a way to beat him. I've got this gun that's on this uh, scooter that I stole from the TCRI. It's got this anti mutagen in it. We'll hit it and it'll be fine. Of course, it just hits. What one. do you want to meet? It's like, oh, we'll meet the, the, the leg of the thing we're all looking at. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, cool. that makes sense. Cool. <laughs> Uh, they shoot it and one horse pops out and runs away and Ice Cube's like, I don't even need that horse anyway. <laughs> I don't even care. I got so many things. Uh, so that's not going to work. Uh, of course he starts hurling cars at him, all this stuff. Meanwhile, all of the, uh, the newscasters not understanding what's going on are like mutants are attacking the city. They're led by these four turtles. Uh, April sees that and goes, no, I need to, I need to make this right. And it has, she has to overcome her fear of puking. Can't mislead the public. Can't mislead the public. She, I love that the, a light falls and the other anchor uh, runs away and she just pushes the light off the table, has that moment of panic, and then goes right into it, tells everyone, no, the Ninja Turtles are actually fighting this big thing. They're trying to save the city. They need your help. And then she immediately pukes on herself. And then I fucking, the funniest thing in the whole movie to me is that the camera op just pushes in. <laughs> just zooms in a little bit on it yeah. to, to, to frame out the puke. And I'm like... God, that's that's so yeah. genius because that's what you would do in a professional studio environment. We would just leave the peak on the table for yeah. the rest of the time. Mm. There it is right there. There it is. Uh, there it is. Um, perfect, Barrett. Perfect. Remember when I had some bear, some banana on the desk and Kevin got mad at me as if like the whole the table's going to explode because I had some banana on the desk? He was so it's mad. It's potassium problem. Yeah. yeah, well, potassium and plexiglass equals dynamite. The old so. studio, Joe. The old studio. Uh, everyone starts rallying. We get that. We get the crane moment. You mess with one of us. You well, mess with all I mean, of us. Like we we get the speech, right? Yeah. We get the oh. Leo being a hero. I'm like, a leader. It down. Oh, so oh, we good. get we get April's kind of redemption arc, right, of doing this. But we also a second ago got Splinter's redemption arc of realizing that he is the same as Superfly, and like he needs to allow his kids to grow. And even though like he doesn't like humans, they like humans, which means he wants them to be cool with you. I'm like. 
Yes, this is awesome, man. We, yeah, we did glass past that. So the, the whole emotional core of this movie yeah. and the theme is that at one point, actually, actually, I think it might even be before this, um, Leo goes, we were trying to be heroes to be accepted. And we're looking at, we, that's wrong. We should just be heroes because we should be heroes. And dude, and, and let the chips fall where they may. And that results in the, the like, portal scene for lack of a better term of them all swimming to to shore like with the other mutants and they do the light up the slow-mo walk and april like a fucking badass just jumps off the scooter and grabs the gun the scooter explodes tosses the gun around like fucking cool yeah this this whole sequence is really really damn cool and the speech is great and everybody all the turtles reactions to it are great and i love raf being like you're a leader, man. Like, yeah. listen to yourself, dude. Like, normally we talk shit to you, but you're a leader right now. Like, it's so, it, it, I don't know, it just brought, like, I was, I had a smile on my face the whole time during this whole The Attack life. on Titan callback, too, because that was, like, a kind of similar to the, the milking joke that you were talking about, Andy. This was done, like, what you wanted with that, where it's, yeah. like, the Attack on Titan moment, such a small moment when they look at the lockers, and then one of like, brought back as, like, a key, like, uh, who is that, Donnie, like, figuring out of, like, Oh, their weakness is usually the back of their necks, and yeah. then it's like conveniently like this big gaping hole in the back of Superfly. And so good. The funniest moment for me in this movie, and there's I've said that about twelve times already in this episode, is Raph or, or uh, uh, Mikey. You're really good at improv, improv jokes, and and he goes, yeah, you know, uh, the weakness is usually in the back of their neck, and then Mikey goes, yes, and. and? Yeah. <laughs> Like it's such a good fucking creative, <laughs> clever line, man. That yeah, all of it, <laughs> so good. I I I do want to go back to the the line where he sees the drawing of Attack on Titan in the locker. I forget what he says, but it's something to the degree of like, I don't even know who this person is, and like, I really like them more than I, yeah, I like more than like anyone else on the planet. <laughs> I found my people, and that's uh, and that's going to be echoed later when everyone sort of like I think it was Donnie is like I found my people, and it's just a bunch of guys on on laptops. Um, but we're not there yet. Of course, there they we have our you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Crane moment, Spider Man, all of the all of the New Yorkers. Uh, Splinter gets knocked down. Someone comes up and goes, "Do you need help up?" Awesome. And Splinter's Come like, on. "Okay, this we're is being so separate, awesome. Which is great. Uh, my boys need help. We got to get this thing over to them. We have that. We have the end game gauntlet moment where where they're passing it. The choreography here incredible. I don't know if you guys caught it, but at one point it goes up in the air and Leo cuts the bag. But just the bag and the thing drops out of it so they can grab it and throw it in. I love Raph with the size into the LED wall swinging around with the using Oof, the size to like that. project himself. I hated that. Oh, moment. just because like <laughs> paranoia. <laughs> One, day oh. yeah. One day it's gonna happen. <laughs> it just looked awesome. Like the choreography, you're right. It was like if it it would have been even more perfect for me if there was the you know, the, the create more tension with this is the final drop of this thing the, into the hole. It just kind of happened. It just happened. And I, I was hoping, I was wanting like a boo, just slow-mo and like cuts to everybody, you know, the thing falling. Like, is it going to land? Is it not? You know, what I liked about it though, and I feel like the, the reason they didn't do that is the way that the camera followed the characters and was zipping around. It was straight up Attack on Titan. So I feel like they were like trying to go for the aesthetic of the way that the when they fly around the, the Titans yeah. and stuff, which like they committed so hard to that, that I feel like doing that would have kind of like broken up the reference they were making, but uh, All the it was a little weird. stuff was phenomenal. So goddamn yeah. sick, man. And like, I, I've said this already, we talked a little, a little bit about it, but like the New York coming together to help our heroes can be, can just simply fall flat. And we've seen it fall flat. And like, even when it works, sometimes it doesn't work like in amazing Spider-Man with all the cranes lining up, like, 
on one hand that's hilariously on the nose and awesome on the other hand it's like this is the dumbest thing ever and within one second we're all making fun of it but with this having all the new yorkers do such new york things to work with each other with the mutants with all the other mutants doing cool shit mondo gecko like going into the water and shit yeah, like awesome. it's just skateboarding cool. like yeah. get, getting boosted by the other skateboarders like uh, this and is so the cool. legitimately kind of scary moment of the shells the, cracking the, the explosion the shells cracking cracking like the the high-pitched sound going off and then like walking around trying to find each other and like mondo gecko's tail is off and Mike is like oh my god <laughs> uh, i think i don't know if you guys talked about it or not because we've, we've glossed through a lot of things but do we talk about the turtle van oh no we cool. didn't we gotta talk about that the fact that they put they, they turned it i forget i think it was one of the um oh it was when they were all discovering what they were good at mm-hmm. he goes yes and and like and raf you're really good at being mad and stuff he's like i am and then he like <laughs> flips over the van and it went, the second i saw the the pizza on it i was like oh god that's such a great way to integrate yeah. this in and i was like oh cool they got the van now and then the fucking top gets cut off i'm like i guess we don't have yeah, that yeah. don't need that uh either way uh superfly gets uh, i guess demutated back into oblivion back into a normal fly as we'll see him later i assume that was him in the, in the that uh uh my rudolph's character had taken uh she's looking for the 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 turtles and of course it's not going to be that hard to find them because today is their first day of high school Hell yeah. and they have the moment where they all walk in and they're like are we going to be accepted and of course everyone thinks they're awesome they cheer for them uh they're all accepted uh i think uh donatello finds his people with a the computer geeks um uh, mikey's in a uh an improv class <laughs> and i can't remember what the he had a funny dumb thing that he said in this class do you remember what it was it's a funny pun it was like a dad joke. it was an australian australian joke he's like i'm in an australian camera shop or something like like specifically called out it's an australian crikey it was yeah crikey. right yeah crikey was the punchline i yeah. don't remember what it was anyway super fun uh leo gets up uh, the nerve to ask april to the prom she says uh, australian yeah. shoe shop and i think it was a oh, crikey like what are they called nikes in australia yeah. Yeah. crikey yes. says what it was yes. Uh, that was great. Good pull, Barrett. Uh, of course, they end up going to prom, and April just slides in like, we're just doing this as friends, right? And it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I believe that's how uh, that's how it ends, and then it pulls back, and of course, uh, Krang, or my Rudolph's character, is like watching them I, being uh, like... Oh. I did love all of New York walking up to them when, once that moment happened, and... Hey, here's my, my baby. Sign my baby. You know, all of a sudden. And he's like, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did it. Uh, so we get a lot of fun scenes in high school. And then I think we get the credit sequence first. Mm-hmm. And then we get the. Which the credit sequence was so awesome. We get the big flashy title cards of each of the characters. And the final one was an introducing Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> Stole the so, show, like, man. so interesting because you usually save that, obviously, for when it's a fir- an actor's first appearance on something. <laughs> Which so there's either two things that happened here. One, this is the first time he's voiced something, and it's introducing him as as a voice no, actor. He's or been two, in Bob's Burgers a bunch. Or two, Seth Rogen and uh, uh, or is just being a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. It's a stupid inside joke. You yeah, can tell. Like, it's nah. just like you know Paul it's didn't the, know it was coming and saw. We don't it have time like, for Matt Damon. Kind yes. of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get the post credit sequence or mid credit sequence, I should say, uh, where uh, uh, Ruff is like, hey. We got to get these turtles, but they're going to be hard to get. They've already thwarted all of my normal people. We need to call in a specialist. Bring me the shredder and the shot of <sighs> as the camera pulls back and you just see him from behind with the with the badass shoulder pads. I'm so like, oh, cool. let's go. It, I mean, it was perfect. And it, it, again, this should have 
It could have not worked so easily. Like after the movie we just saw, it's like, oh, do we really need Shredder? Does this make any sense that that <laughs> she would be calling in this guy, the Shredder that looks like this? It fucking works. Then. I, there's something about all the setup here that I'm like, you could have not ended this movie having me more excited for the sequel. Me as well. And that is TMNT. Mutant I mean, Man. are we going to pass over the whole splinter and like the oh. stink bug ending up together and making out and the stink bug <laughs> throwing up in his mouth? Like, are we going to really just skip all over all of that, which was the highlight for the last like five minutes of the movie? Splinter's whole oh, concept weird. is that it's really hard to find you know, mutants period, but mutants his age is, is a whole other age bracket. And finally he found her and he's like, I love her. <laughs> it's great. So Jackie disgusting. fucking Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan, man. Jackie Chan. Oh, great line deliveries. Yep. Everything he said was it's great. perfect. So now, Ragu. No, Bagu. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys here on TMNT in review or Tumnut, mm -hmm. as people like to refer to it. Tim, mm -hmm. I have a list for once in my entire life. Do you have the oh. update list, including Out of the Shadows? Do you want to read that for us? Uh, for do you have the second one? I have I have a list that has one, two, three, four, five, six on there. You're good. Go okay, for it. Okay, fantastic. The first top on our list of Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys is Winter, Winters, The General, and Karai from the animated movie. From 07, yeah. 07. Uh, then we have Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady. A.K.A. Craig is what I have written down. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, and which one was that from? That was uh, Out of the Shadows. That's out of the second shadows. Michael Bay. Uh, then we have Eric Sapp and the Samurai Armor from Wolverine. Yep, that was from the first Michael Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, Shredder and the Foot Clan are those amazing shoulder pads from <laughs> the 89 movie? 90, 90, movie. 90 The original movie. one, yeah. Uh, Super Shredder and the Wolf and Snapping Turtles from Secret of the Ooze. Mm -hmm. And then Lord uh, Norinaga and Walker and the screenwriters of God, this film. Part 3 was so bad. Horrible. <laughs> one of the worst movies we've ever reviewed. On this show. That was tough. Was that was tough. A bad movie. But would you rather watch that or any of the Transformers movies? Oh, most <laughs> of the Transformers are better than that. I don't know. Andy looks way more. I feel like the last night's the only one that is like worse than that. I'd say, but I, you know what? But I, I'd say last night is funner to make fun of than that one. Mm. Yeah, that I'd, movie was just not fun. I'd go with Transformers over TMNT. Do we like the rankings? I think that's where it stands. <laughs> Damn. That's where the review is. Thanks for watching. That's it, everybody. <laughs> where do we want to put, I was, I'd just say Superfly, I guess. Yeah, Superfly and, and yeah, Superfly and the mutants, but whatever. But I mean, like, yo, it's number one. Number one. one. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even think that there's a question. No, not at all. I mean, he did such a great job. Again, Ice Cube is just he so, was, when he's in his Duffy, he's so fun to watch. You were so that. right about like feeling the menacing threat. Like I, I, I wasn't expecting to in those moments where they're like, yeah, actually, you know, we're not super cool with this plan. And he's like, Oh, so you're against us? Like mm -hmm. when he kind of turns and as I was like, God damn, mm -hmm. Ice Cube, I wasn't expecting like this kind of range from you. It was great. Loved it. And I think some of that comes from the writers as well. This is a sympathetic character. He's a he's a three-dimensional character. He's not just like they killed his father. Guy. Like he killed his father. He witnessed yeah. that. He didn't ask to be born, and there's no one like him, and he's not accepted in this world. So you understand where he's coming from. Uh, I do I do think I think there's a line where he says, like, Maybe I'm mixing my movies here, but I think, isn't it one line? He's like, hey, you could be me. Like, you just don't, you're just not there yet. It's a splinter. No, yeah. Like he, he he kind of like says that. Like, you're one bad you're day away bitch. from being me. No, he says like, you know, he's like, you don't have what it Commit. takes to push yeah. Yeah. to how yeah. I feel. You and I are the same, except like you're too scared. Or I mean, him him walking away with all of his, his brothers and sisters in the vials. And then you see them, him raising them around the TV. Yeah. Like all that stuff. It was just like, man, I care for this guy. And I see where he's coming from. He's just pushing it a little too hard. And then, of course, the iced tea. 
just the cube. grime, or excuse, excuse me, cube, uh, the grime in his voice when mm -hmm. he gets into those lower registers. Mm -hmm. And then the humor is just perfect. Yep. He's just pitch perfect. And he's baby. just such a cute little baby. He's a little, <laughs> fat little fly. He's a fat <laughs> little fly. So fucking like awesome. Cute. So uh, we'll put that at number one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, with the one last thing I want to say about him is I love the line that is a reference to old Turtles movies of um, – He's holding, I think it was Mikey, and he's like, stop socking yourself. Stop socking yourself. Yeah. He's like, it's great. Good for you, Ice Cube. Putting it on the list. Super Put it on number one. Mayhem. Now it's time to rank the Tumnut universe. Yeah. Currently, number one, TMNT, 2007. Number two, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, number three, Ninja Turtles, 1990. Number four, Ninja Turtles, 2014. Number five, Out of the Shadows. And number six, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Number one with Do a we bullet. we have to vote? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. It's yeah, it's number so number up. one. It's perfect. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Perfect. I did like 2000. I did like the 2007 one. Me this too. Is so much better it, than yeah. anything else. Yeah, like I, this is so far and away the number one. This is... Well, I'd say like maybe Spider Man's a bit different because Spider Verse and uh, no, never mind. I don't know if there's uh, what franchises is there one that's like the clear number one that we've done. I'm uh, sure there are some, but I can't. Yeah, I think TM. I think uh, Transformers. Right? Wasn't wasn't? Uh, didn't we all agree that Bumblebee was like far and away better than? Yeah, I guess so. It? But not on this level. No, not. not I mean, no, this no, is. No, no, no. Look, I, I'm I'm a sucker for the original movies. I liked I liked Secret of the Ooze. I liked the original TMNT, the 1990. But this movie is the first actually, honest to God, nailed TMNT movie that they've ever made. Everything else has just been sort of like, how do we how do we make these like cookie cutter heroes and sandwiches? And I'm like, that's not what this is about. This has a very distinct tone, vibe. They go out on a limb and they nail it. And I wouldn't be sure. I'd be sh I would not be surprised if some people walked out and were like, I didn't like that movie, which is good because they took risks and they and and it, and it shows in the actual material. So I think this is number one with a bullet. Absolutely, I love this movie. I'm so happy that Ninja Turtles has something this good. It's it hasn't really yet, especially in this type of uh, medium. So I'm I'm so excited excited for the sequel. These kids are going places, man. They're talented. Yeah, real talented. I think, and Seth, I also yeah, just I think, love I think Seth are all good and Evan Goldberg. No, have no, a career. the turtle, the okay. turtles kids. Uh, yeah. But I, I just, I also love the the push forward into unique animation. Like we've seen it with Spider Verse, Mitchell's Verse Machines. This now, like like Snoopy, uh, Peanuts, whatever the fuck, a couple years ago. Like, let's just do something different. We even saw a trailer for Disney's. Um, is it Wish? Yeah, Wish. Yeah, just different styles, different mm -hmm. art styles. Yeah. Not everything needs to look the same. And I love that we're just in this era that that almost is the expectation. If something comes out and looks like the generic same shit we've seen for the last twenty years, it doesn't feel as important or, or I mean, interesting. So part of the reason why Barbie's resonating so hard. Yeah, which is good. Get them the artists out there. Jurassic Park. I think oh, is maybe the other one. Oh, that is a that's a good call. Yeah. That's a great call. <laughs> uh, all right. Right away. Well, that was Turtles in review, everybody. Um, if I'm doing my math right, I think next week is going to be Blue Beetle returning to the DCEU <laughs> for one final that. time. How many times are we going to say it, Andy? How many final times can there be? There's still Aquaman too. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will it get delayed? My man. Is there? How many Aquamans are there? There's only one, Joey. Really? There's only been one. I would have sworn that you guys have already done Aquaman. You're thinking too. maybe Shazam. No, because that came Shazam. out this year. Jason Momoa's been in a couple movies as Aquaman. Maybe you yeah. follow him on Instagram when he does all the thirst traps, because I sure do. I don't think I 
do. I just swear that I've missed another Aquaman movie didn't. between the first one. And you didn't. Anyways, yeah. I love you all. Let us know what you think of Tumnut Mutant Mayhem. Uh, and if you'd appreciate it, if we stop saying Tumnut, uh, we won't. But still want to hear your thoughts. Until next time.